time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant Glenn Mosseller. This is the Retirement Roadmap. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller. He's a registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. If you're a regular listener, you already know that he has an office on Mears Chapel Road in Greensboro. But if you're new, you'll want to know about GreensboroRetirement.com, where you can go to find great information about the financial landscape that's out there, more resources to help you prepare for retirement and your financial future. And uh, you can find out more about Glenn and listen to past podcasts there on the website as well. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about some more real-world questions that Glenn and his team at Roadmap Financial Consulting face on a weekly and even daily basis. These are questions that I'm kind of making specific, but I think you'll be able to identify with some of these questions, certainly. So it's it's kind of that real-world scenario where it's like somebody you know who has a similar situation, but they have their own unique nuances and uh, specialties. And the idea of this is to give you an idea of how Glenn might answer your question if you came in for a one-on-one review of your financial plan and to kind of see where his mindset is and the types of problems he helps people solve. So Glenn, I'm going to put myself in the position of someone who's about to turn 60 years old next year. And I'm going to ask you the question that sounds a little something like this. I feel in pretty good shape financially with a couple of 401ks, two pensions, and a Roth IRA. I want to retire at 62. My husband is two years younger, thinks he's going to have to work until he dies because he's never saved for retirement. How do you handle a retirement plan when a couple's savings are way out of whack like ours? So the wife has a lot saved for retirement. The husband doesn't really have anything saved for retirement. How do you handle that kind of plan? Well, Walter, I mean, the again, that particular situation, you know, I mean, you, you, you know, you come across it from time to time, right? And it, and it might be it might be one way or the other way. You know, maybe the husband has saved more, maybe the wife has saved more. But ultimately, you have the, the key question is, is, you know, how do they see it, you know, in, in terms of their relationship? You know, how do they want to go forward into retirement? Is one person going to be more responsible for paying for paying the, these bills or those bills? And, and wh- where are we going to draw from? Are there are there assets that, that you want to make sure that are that can be left for kids? Maybe it's a second marriage, you know, and, and there and there's those kinds of situations where they want to make sure that, hey, they're, you know, their kids from a previous marriage are taken care of one way and and the other kids that, you know, from, you know, with their spouse that might be from a previous marriage or, or another. So or maybe it's just that they've been married all, all along. Maybe they have kids. Maybe they don't. But I guess what I'm trying to get at is, is that everybody's situation is a little bit different. And rather than saying, well, this is what I would do in that situation, what I would really do is is to, is to stop and, and ask them, well, how do you view this? I mean, how did things go along while you were in the accumulation phase and you were putting money away and you were living your life? You know, um, maybe one person has been the one who's who's paid all the bills all along. Maybe that's the same person who's been the one who's been the saver. It's also possible that one person that didn't save a lot for retirement was somebody who paid all the bills along the way so that the other person could save more. And so there's a give and take there. You, you never know and you don't want to make you know assumptions. You want to find out how have they handled it, things in the past in terms of finances? How do they see things going into the future? And really, again, as I often say, there's not a one size fits all. And if you misread that, then, then, you're, then you end up you know, going down the, down the wrong road. I think you need to find the, the context first because there's a lot of 
questions that underlie the, the scenario that, that you put out there for me, Walter. And, you know, and, that, and that's a good thing. I always tell folks is, you know, sometimes, you know, they, you know, people are looking for answers and sometimes really what they ought to be looking for is, is what questions to ask. And because they're not really sure where to start. And, you know, I, I really encourage folks that it should be an educational process and a dialogue where, you know, you, you, you come back and forth and, you oh, I've learned another fact or two or another couple of things that, that I didn't know before. And that gives me more information to ask better questions. And that helps you form a you know better idea of what you should do rather than just blindly asking, well, I gosh, I don't really know. What should I do? And then somebody tells you and, and you know, because there's plenty of people out there that are more than happy to tell you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to make sure that you know if you know if you're listening to the right people and if they are taking everything into account. Yeah, lots to consider there whenever you have those kinds of questions. I guess if you you know if you're viewing yourself as a team, there depending on how the dollars end up shaking out, there might be a way through it together. You don't have to approach it as, you know, what's hers is hers and what his what's his is his, you know. So there's I guess right. it kind of depends on the family dynamic exactly what that situation looks like, but maybe there's some things that can be finagled there to push off one retirement for a year or two and then that allows both to retire at some point. You know, you have to get a little creative maybe in situations like that. Is that what it kind of takes is just some creativity and looking at it from a different way? Well, that's right, Walter. I mean, you, you like I say, you, the, the first step is, is is finding perspective on because, you know, I mean, they didn't arrive at this place at retirement, you know, by accident. Right. And, and it certainly didn't just happen overnight. You know, they, they spent, you know, their lifetimes arriving at the at, at where they are today with the, with the savings that they've had. And then they've been paying the bills that they've been paying and having the lifestyle that they've had. So we really need to stop and think about it. It's like, okay, what does what we have and, and how we've done in the past compare and contrast that going forward and saying, hey, should we think in terms of, you know, making some changes in retirement or we basically take take the same same attitude and figure out how to organize our finances? The, the key thing is, is that, you know, keeping the relationship healthy and, you know, and, and good, you know, you don't want to put financial stress and pressure on, on, you know, on one person or the other person because then, you know, then your retirement ends up being, you know, a stressful time. And really that should be the time in life where, you, where you're really enjoying yourself and enjoying each other. And, uh, you know, and, and, and try to, you know, release yourself from, you know, from those pressures, if at all possible. Yeah, it's huge if you can be able to do that. And that's uh, why we talk about these kinds of things on the podcast each week. Another real world question I'll throw at you, Glenn, would be when it comes to, you know, needing a financial advisor in the first place. And this is some of the pushback that I know financial advisors often get. What if I came to you and I said, you know, I've never really considered myself to be in the ballpark of needing a financial advisor. But the the reason for some people is interesting because they might say something like, you know, it sounds like it's the kind of thing that only rich people with millions of dollars get into. It's something that only rich people do. Am I wrong in thinking that? Yeah, Walter. I mean, in in most cases, I think I think it's something that you really need to to ask yourself this question. You know, I mean, if you have questions about retirement and you're not sure about whether or not you should take Social Security at this time or that time or when you should tap into this account or that account or, you know, or, or you know, that on yourself or possibly on your spouse, then that means that you would probably benefit by by seeking out the you know, the advice or or getting, a, you know, a second opinion from, you know, from an advisor who specializes in that area. And you don't, you know, you don't have to be somebody who has, like I say, millions of dollars, you know, saved to need some of those questions answered and to and to have a plan. 
Right. I mean, you know, to think about it this way, it's like if you're going to if you're going to head off on vacation, you're going to want to have a plan as to, you know, where you're going to if you're going to go for a drive across the country, maybe you're going to spend a week or two. You're going to want to have an idea. Well, where am I going to stop the first night? Where are we going to go to the second night? You want to have an idea of where you're going or else you're not going to be happy with where you end up. And it's really the same thing in retirement. So no matter you know who you are and, and what resources you have, you want to have some plans that, that make sense and are going to serve you best, regardless of how much money you have saved or what resources you have. Yeah, great points as always, Glenn. I think that's uh, really crucial. For some people, it's, I don't think I need a financial advisor because I want to do it on my own. Others want that help. They just don't know if they're in the ballpark for it. And they're sadly mistaken a lot of the times in both of those scenarios. Well, you're exactly right, Walter. And, and that's where, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask. You could potentially sit down with, you know, with an advisor or two and, you know, you, 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 uh, you know, you ask some questions and have them ask you questions. And, you know, sometimes you, you discover, hey, I'm, I'm better off than what I thought I was and, and maybe I'm OK. Other times you might find out, oh, goodness, I, I didn't think about that and I really need to address that. So, you know, it, it's always a good idea to uh, to make sure and, you know, and, and, and just check in and say, hey, you know, are there things that are outside of my awareness? I mean, there's almost always going to be that case because, as I tell folks when when we're you know when I'm doing a, a course or a workshop I mean for everybody when you're when you're going into retirement it's new right it, it's you've never done this before <laughs> you're gonna be drawing income from places where you you hadn't done you know in the past you know you didn't take Social Security benefits before you didn't draw money from a 401k or an IRA before you didn't have a pension before you know for most people they're they're taking their their wages from their job or maybe if they had a business then they have business income but their their tax returns going to look a lot different and their sources of income are going to be different and so that has to be coordinated in a in a plan that that makes sense and so that it, we can be efficient and like I say we we don't want to we don't want to end up sending extra taxes to Washington simply because we didn't understand the ramifications of, of how a particular account was going to be taxed in conjunction with some other income stream that, that you have um, in retirement that you never dealt with before when you were in your working years. So, you know, you, you've got to take a step back and say, okay, it's a little bit of, of being humble and saying, hey, I've never done this before. There are going to be some different things. And yes, I'm smart enough to work my, myself through it, but it's always a good idea to, you know, look and learn, you know, from folks who have, have done this before and, you know, and, and, and can help guide you along the way. We're talking about some of the real world questions uh, that Glenn gets. At least these questions often sound like some of the real world questions that Glenn gets. And and this one is interesting, Glenn, given the stock market volatility that we've had over the past several weeks. I'm sure you're getting this one all the time now. Do you think that this is the year we finally see the stock market crash again? Well, Walter, I just said that. Where is that crystal ball? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody wants to have that crystal ball and to know for sure. Well, is this is this going to happen or is that going to happen? And when when is it going to happen? Certainly, we know that corrections come, and sometimes they're far deeper than other ones. But you know, what's going to be that catalyst to cause it to take place? You know, I mean, if you go back in time and you look at you, know, you look at past crashes, you know, you go to 1929 or you go to 1987 or you go to 2000 or 2007 and eight. Most of the time, you know, people were, were, were caught by surprise and very few people, you know, were able to really predict it, you know, and and sometimes, you know, you have people who are predicting it all the time. 
I always talk about the, you know, the idea of is, is a stop clock is, is right twice a day, right? I mean, you might have somebody who's predicted 10 crashes and that happened twice. Well, you know, that's, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't help you, you know, to try to necessarily predict that. What you want to do is think in terms of, okay, I know that, you know, that in, in the grand scheme of things, in terms of the economic cycle, you know, we're late in the cycle, you know, as we sit here, you know, in, in early 2018. And so we know that what that means and that the markets hit the bottom way back in 2009. So that tells us, okay, we should be informed that, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're far away from a bottom. And so we need to be prepared and think about, you know, how, where do we go from here and just, and just have our, ourselves organized in such a way that if something cataclysmic happens, that we're still going to be okay with the way that we've organized our finances. And I think that's really the best way to think about it rather than try to be predictive in, in, in nature. So, Glenn, you get questions like these in your office all the time. How long does the process take to, you know, if somebody's asking you one of these kinds of questions for the first time, hey, my finances with my husband are way out of whack. I have a lot saved. He doesn't. Or, hey, I don't have enough money to need a financial advisor. Or it's the stock market crash question. How do you go from point A, their first question, to, you know, point I don't know if it's B, C, D, or Z, but now we have a plan in place and we're feeling better about how we are prepared for retirement. Or, or is there even an endpoint, or is it more of an evolution? How long does it take to go from that initial question to getting a plan in place and having all their questions addressed and uh, and having something set in stone for their financial future? Well, obviously, Walter, it depends on how complex their situation is, right? I mean, there's going to be some folks who have lots of different accounts and maybe maybe different um, different assets that need to be put into the plan. Plan and accounted for. There's other folks that have several accounts. You know, they might have a lot or a little saved. But normally, you know, I, I like to tell folks it's you can have a lot saved or a little bit saved, and your situation could be simple or complex. It's it's not a matter of how much you have as to whether whether or not it's complicated or not. It's as you know, what are all the pieces of the puzzle for you? And so the more you have, you know, to account for and think about, obviously it's going to take a little bit more time. But on the other hand, you know, it, it, there's certain cases that might be, you know, pretty simple. And, you know, we we're, we have a meeting or two and we come to a place where it's like, OK, here's a rough draft. Let's kick the tires a little bit. You know, does this make sense? Other times it might take a few extra meetings. But, um, you know, I never like to try to say, well, it's we're going to be done in, you know, in, in, in this, this many hours or this many meetings. The key is, is that we that we get to the right place rather than trying to you know figure out how fast we're going to get there. Right. We, we want to make sure that what we put in place makes sense and it's going to serve folks the best. And that's my criteria. So whether that's a, that's a meeting or two or whether that's five or six meetings or, or possibly more. And then once we have things in place, we're going to revisit it from time to time because sometimes things change. You know, you, you might have, you know, events in your life or, you know, or, or something happens that, that you know, that, that changes the way you're thinking about things and you might wait, might want to make some adjustments. So, you know, it, it's as you say, I mean, you, you kind of start off with a, with a basic plan that's going to be your foundation, but then you want to build in a, a, a certain amount of flexibility so that you can adjust to you know, the, the changes that life that life will throw at you. Because, you know, we all know that, that the only thing that we know for sure in, in life is, is that, that there's a change or or some circumstances that we weren't anticipating is going to come down the road and, and meet us. And we're going to have to be prepared to work with that and deal with that. And if we don't have some flexibility built in our plan, then we're going to be running into trouble. All helpful information. And if you would like to get the 
conversation started about your own financial plan, whether it's been a while since you've been in to follow up with Glenn Mosseller and go over your financial plan. Maybe you've come in before and haven't finished the process, or maybe this is your first time here in the podcast and being introduced to Glenn. Welcome, and uh, we hope you take advantage of the complimentary review that Glenn will offer, the uh, free consultation that you can take advantage of to find out how you're set up currently with your finances, are you ready for retirement, and then Glenn can help you assess that readiness for your financial future. The number to call to get in touch and set up that time to meet for that complimentary review is 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. You can also find Glenn online by going to greensbororetirement.com. That's greensbororetirement.com. Right there on the webpage, click on free consultation at the bottom, and you can schedule that time to meet from your smartphone or computer very easy to do. Well, thank you, Glenn, for your help and guidance through some of these real-world questions, and we'll look forward to talking to you as well next time here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Take care.